everybody to DRXP, Extra Points with Don and Ryan. I'm Don, here with my co-host Ryan. How are you doing today, Ryan? Not too bad, Don. What's going on? Not much. Going to talk about the NFC West today, and I'm pretty excited to get this going. And Ryan, how is our social media looking? Yeah, so as everyone knows, we do a Twitter and Facebook poll every week. Uh, It's always changing up. The most recent one we just posted was uh, Fantasy Base. So uh, this one, though, obviously based on NFC West, uh, you know, who's going to win? Another division that, you know, not too fond of. But uh, we got pretty good results again. Uh, I'd say they're pretty accurate, honestly, because this division is kind of... How can they find us, Ryan? How can they find us to vote for this? Again, Twitter or Facebook, they're both the same. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, at XP Don Ryan. Again, that's at XP Don Ryan. So, uh, the results. So, we'll jump right into that. Uh, Arizona came out at 20%, which, okay. Uh, San Francisco, 10%, which is a little <laughs> low. I was kind of surprised by that. Uh, <laughs> Seattle was at 50, which makes sense. Yeah. Everyone thinks Seattle's going to win yep. this. I actually expected Seattle to be higher, to be honest with you. Yep. So, I did too. Uh, Los Angeles, uh, the Rams at 20%. So mm-hmm. it was it was a pretty balanced vote again, which I, I love seeing this because it's it's fun to see everyone participate and kind of you know get some input from outside, obviously other than us, because For sure. I, I love hearing what people have to say about these things and. Uh, you know, keep it coming. Again, if you have questions, shoot us a message or tweet us or whatever you want to do to contact us. We're at XP Don Ryan. Uh, we love it. We'll talk about your questions on air. Uh, you know, that's what we're here for. So uh, definitely get involved. We want some participation. Uh, we're trying to get more interaction. So we love it. Uh, we may even have some special guests coming up on some future ones. So kind of stay tuned on that. All right, Don, let's jump right in. Uh, let's start with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, what do you got for them overall record, team MVP? Uh, what do you have? Yeah, so I have the Rams at 7-9. and nine, And remember, I just said I had them second in the division. So 7-9, and nine, a losing record for second in the division. But I think they do take a step forward. I think Todd Gurley's their MVP. Um, you guys got to remember Todd Gurley. He had a sophomore slump last year, but that rookie season, I believe he was – Offensive Rookie of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And I just think he controls the clock a little bit better. Jared Goff takes a step forward, and I do think they get to about seven wins. Absolutely. And and the thing is, too, that people don't remember about Gurley is last year, people forget he was the number one overall fantasy pick. So you jump from that to a year where he slumps, and now everyone just forgets about him. So he's young. He's going to bounce back. Their offensive line has only gotten better. Uh, you know, you look at it in fantasy-wise, if people are out there playing, he's dropping second, third round, he's a steal in that because I think he's really going to have a bounce back here. Uh, but, you know, jumping into my side of things, team MVP, I actually have the team MVP. What's the record you got them at? I've been at 7-9 as well, um, and that's actually Ooh, nice. last place in this division. So that kind of, uh, <laughs> that gives you an idea of how I feel about this division. Uh, you know, so team MVP, surprise player, best rookie, I have Cooper Cup. Uh, if anyone watched this guy in college, he's an absolute stud. He caught over, I think, 144 catches. And, again, you don't do that by being a bad player. That catching over 100 passes is impressive, uh, no matter what level you're at. And it's just something to keep an eye on. He had a great combine, great pro day. People really started kind of see him and realize, hey, this guy can play. Rams got to steal with him this draft. 
a bold prediction I have for him this year is he's going to catch over 100 passes. Uh, Whoa. You know, some the thing about that, uh, you know, they added Sammy With Watkins. With Jared Goff even? Yes. And the, the reason being, they added Sammy Watkins, and that's my key addition for this team, but that gave them a true deep threat. Uh, you know, they have Tavon Austin, obviously. He's not the type of player that's just a deep threat. He, he obviously can be, but he's the type of player you get him the ball in space. You just give him the ball however you can. Uh, use him in the backfield, use him in the slot, kind of give him a reverse, you know, whatever you have to do to get him the ball. But Sammy Watkins gives them that true number one receiver that they've been lacking. So that's going to open up opportunity for these other guys. And I think Cooper Cup is going to be Goff's go-to when, you know, he needs a check down. Who's he going to go to? Sure. Cup. That's sure. his guy. So, sure. you know, one other thing I have is keep an eye on Tyler Higby. Uh, a lot of people don't know about him. He was a rookie last year. Uh, he's an interesting guy to watch. He's their tight end. So um, I believe he's their number one tight end now. So definitely a guy to keep an eye on since Lance Kendricks is gone. He's the guy to yep. fill that void. And obviously, again, when we talk about checkdowns, Goff's young QB. He's going to be doing a lot of checkdowns because he doesn't want to make mistakes, which is understandable, but he's only going to grow. So, uh, you know, what do you have for a surprise player and best rookies? Yeah, and so rookie, I, I had Cup as well, but Another one that I had is um, Tanzel Smart. I think uh, he's a sixth-round defensive tackle out of Tulane. Um, he had a good college career, and he's going to get a big-time shot to play right away with Aaron Donald holding out with his contract. And I think um, he's definitely going to – he's a big guy. I mean, he's going to plug the middle. He's a different type of D-tackle than their Aaron Donald is. I mean, we all know Aaron Donald gets sacks, pressures the QB, tackles for loss. That's his game. Um, I think Smart's going to help control the run game, and I think he's just going to be a, a key contributor. Even when Aaron Dodd comes back, I think he'll be a key contributor on that defensive line for them. Um, so that's my best rookie. My surprise player is Jared Goff. I think he got thrown into a real bad situation last year, and it, you just can't really fault a guy for, for you know kind of jumping into that bad situation and not really performing to the best of his ability. I think people forget sometimes rookie QBs are going to struggle. I mean, Peyton Manning, I think he was had more interceptions than touchdowns his rookie year, and obviously he turned out to be a Hall of Famer. Um, I think some quarterbacks that have come in lately and had rookie success like Andrew Luck and Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, it is a passing league, but those guys also did come into um, decent situations. And I think Jared Goff, Unfortunately, I mean, I won't go into Fisher, their coach, but I just don't think he was given a real good chance um, to succeed last year. And I think he definitely will be a surprise this year. But kind of going into my key addition is Andrew Whitworth. I think deep, uh, left tackle obviously played for the Bengals for a number of years, but he's only going to help Goff stay upright. He's going to help Gurley run the ball. I think, yes, he's getting older, but that leadership on that offensive line is, is definitely needed. And I think he's going to be – uh, a good cornerstone for both of those young guys to, to get their careers going in the right direction again. So Absolutely. Uh, that's my key addition. And, you know, I completely agree with Goff. I don't know if you how much you watched him in the preseason, but he looked fantastic. So if that carries over to the re regular season, we'll see. But uh, if it does, this could be a team to watch out because this defense is very impressive. And I think – And Sean honestly, last year too, I think um, – yeah, and you were just going to hit Sean McVay. I mean, mm -hmm. but I, I think last year Goff got a – real raw deal right away in the, right away in training <laughs> camp. It took him a while to learn the offense, but I don't think Fisher really gave him enough opportunities. Fisher's that old school type coach that's yeah. going to sit his quarterback for 10 years before they get to see the field. And 
I just don't think Goff really got off to a good start last year just because of the situation he was put in. So exactly. I do agree with you. Exactly. And I think Sean McVay, uh, and we've seen what he's done. So this yeah, guy, I mean, Kirk Cousins is exactly. now going to be the top paid quarterback next year. And that's no, no fluke just due to McVay. I mean, exactly. he's obviously well, a good, he, good he may coach. not be depending on how this year goes with him, but that's yeah. one other story. <laughs> so, but McVay, I think is going to set Goff up for success. So I think that's sure. definitely, you know, again, something to keep an eye on. Uh, key yep. loss. I, I have EJ Gaines, and I don't know if this is really a loss, to be honest with you, because they gained Sammy Watkins out of this, but they speak so highly of Kayvon Webster and Truman Johnson, and I think these two are going to fill Gaines' role no problem, and from the sounds of it, they're not worried about it at all. These guys are just going to step right in, and it's not even a, a void anymore. It's just it's filled and move on. So sure. great job by them sending that trade over and, and, and adding Sammy Watkins. because Yeah, getting golf a couple weapons for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, my key loss is Aaron Donald. I mean, obviously he's still on their team, but for Aaron Donald to be sitting out, your best player on your team, and that's just a loss. I mean, I don't know how long he'll be out for, obviously, and nobody really does, but it sounds like they're not even close to seeing him on the field so, right now. And something the game is three days away so yeah, I mean. something interesting about that is i actually saw today uh it said donald could play week one <laughs> i was like wow you know that that would be huge uh do i see it happening no um no i think he's gonna wake up and realize he's not getting a paycheck right now um, no. um and no. he'll be back you know i mean the guy's yep. gonna be back every guy that holds out is going to be back, and if he's not, he's an idiot. So I think this will be similar to, and this is a different situation, but I think it'll be similar to Bosa last year, where you know Bosa sat for a while, and mm-hmm. obviously he was hurt to start the season, but he sat out for a while to try and get more incentives or something based into his contract. And I can't remember what it was exactly, not. but and <laughs> and yeah, he came back and obviously won Defense Rookie of the Year, and yeah. uh, actually set up, I think, to you know contend for Defense Player of the Year this year. But that's a whole other story. But either way. Aaron Donald, I think, without him on the field, it's a big loss for this team, and they need Absolutely. to figure out a way to get him back. <laughs> Absolutely, and I, I don't have much more to say about this team, honestly. I think we've covered most of it. Um, I think really what it comes down to is can Goff take that next step as QB? And for sure, if he does, then this team could jump up the standings, and you know that that takes me into Seattle, and they're my third place team in this division. I have them at seven and nine as well. So again, the same exact record, but third place. So it, it's crazy to me to think about how close this division actually could be. But you'll see why as we go through this. Why I put Seattle this low, and I think Seattle could potentially even be worse than this. Um, and you know, basically, we'll go to you just because obviously I'm going to get into that a little here. But uh, you know, what do you have for us? <laughs> So actually, the Seahawks are twelve and four. I think um, this division is not very good. I think they'll get six wins out of that by themselves. I think that'll propel their record, and I think they'll go six and four with the rest of the rest of the uh, season that they have. But my MVP is Bobby Wagner. I think with the addition of Sheldon Richardson is only going to help him. Um, but I think he leads the league in tackles this year. I think he just is going to be all over the field and. Their offense is going to be atrocious, and he's going to need to to be that center point of their front seven. I think just um, you know, they're if you look at their defensive line, I mean, now they have Richardson, but they were not a big run stopping defensive line. I mean, Michael Bennett gets after the quarterback. 
um, you know, all those guys pretty much get after the quarterback. And I think Bobby Wagner goes a little unnoticed, but he's going to, I think he's going to lead the league in tackles. Yeah, I can see that. I could definitely see that. And, uh, you know, my MVP is Earl Thomas. I think everyone kind of woke up and realized how good this guy actually is once he got hurt last year. The defense fell apart. If he's not on the field, their defense is atrocious. Uh, he's the leader of that pack. And, you know, if you don't have him, he's the quarterback of the defense. If you don't have him, you're not going to win games. I'm sorry. It's just, it shows. It shows when he's out. Uh, they don't have anyone to fill that void. So, uh, you think he'll come back as good as he no, was? I mean, he I had don't. a pretty severe leg injury. I don't. And, and that's why, you know, I put him as an MVP because he is their most valuable player, in my opinion, because without him, you saw what their defense does. And, you know, it, Exactly what you said, though. I don't see him coming back 100%. And if they say he is, I, I just, I personally don't see it. Um, yeah. You know, I don't even have a surprise player for this team, this team <laughs> because I they didn't do anything this offseason. Yeah. Obviously, they got Richardson just now. But yeah. that, to me, also hurt them offensively because you just gave your number two wide receiver away. And your wide receivers are already lacking. Um mm-hmm. You know, they have Richardson, they have Lockett, but Lockett has not been the same since he got hurt. So, no, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see it. Um, best rookie, they don't really have any good rookies. Their draft was terrible. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, I would have to pick. Um, sure. I don't know about you. I mean, do you have anything for that? Yeah, I mean, I think, so I think their best rookie i picked malik mcdowell and i mean will he even play i don't know but i think <laughs> like you said their draft wasn't that good but i think he's a really good player mm-hmm. it's just again will he do anything this year so best rookie i picked him but that doesn't mean i think he's really gonna do anything exactly i have that on my notes for this i i wrote will malik mcdowell play uh yeah. i don't think so i don't yeah. so that's why i don't think he's relevant um and sure wow you know what a bust if if he yeah. doesn't <laughs> The guy definitely can play. We saw him at Michigan State. He can sure. play. Um, but that's a big loss. Obviously, not as much because they got Richardson. But Well, I think that's part of why they went and got him, <sighs> exactly. too. I mean, so Richardson is my best addition for this team. I yeah, mean, it's, it's obvious he's going to be the yeah. best pick. I, I think the surprise player, I did pick Eddie Lacy, I think. Um, <laughs> Mad Ed. <laughs> yeah, I think Cheeseburger Eddie is going to. Uh, I think he'll get double digit touchdowns this year. And I think he'll, uh, lead this, lead this, whatever trio, maybe we can call it of backs with Thomas Rawls and CJ process, yeah. I guess, and carries, but, um, you know, that's, that's the camp battle. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think of this battle because who's going to win it. I mean, Right well, now they I, have I personally Rawls. think Rawls is I personally think Rawls is overrated. I mean he stepped in, I had agree. a few good games with when Marshawn Lynch went out a couple of years ago, but what has he done lately? Nothing. I agree. I think Procise is a third down back. I think he's good at pass catching, but I don't think he's a all around back that can carry this team in the 100%. workload. So so Eddie Lacey I think is good, but I mean it's he's well, got injury prone. They had Alex Collins there and they caught him. So the interesting with that is Chris Carson. So I don't know if you watched them at all in preseason either, but uh, Chris Carson was by far their best running back out there. Uh, and like you said, Rawls, super overrated. I He had a couple good games, and that's how he got his name. So, uh, you know, he's their starter right now. He has a high ankle sprain. They don't know if he's even going to play this week. They said 
Eddie Lacy's going to be their guy if he's not. And Lacy could get up to 25 touches. And I just think that's crazy. I don't think, I don't know if he can even handle that anymore, honestly, because I, I don't think he's in good enough shape. You know, obviously he has the weight goals that he has to hit, but I loved Eddie Lacy when he was in Green Bay. I did. I was so excited when they drafted him, but I was kind of happy when they moved on because you shouldn't be paying the guy $5 million a year. That's for sure. Um, so, pro size, like you said, third down back, eh, I don't know. He's obviously converted running back um, from wide receiver. So, people don't realize that. Everyone talks about Montgomery being, oh, you know, he was a wide receiver. Well, so was pro size. Uh, he just got converted his last year in college. So, uh, he's still learning. The guy's still learning. He's definitely an athlete. He can catch passes out of the backfield, but I, I don't know. I don't see this backfield being very good. I think... As crazy as it sounds, Chris Carson could be their starting running back by week six. So, uh, sure. Yeah, and I think too. I mean, if we're talking this team, I other than their defense, if I had to pick an offensive player to be on my fantasy team, it'd probably be Jimmy Graham at this point. I mean, he came on strong at the end of last year, but like you said, what running back is going to play? Wilson's going to be running for his life back there. I think Doug Baldwin now is going to get triple covered because (laughs) Curse is gone. So. So let, let me, that brought me to this point. So like you just said, Wilson's going to be running for his life. So like I said, I have this team in third place in this division. And here's why. Uh, Wilson is not going to make it the whole season. Uh, we saw it last year. He played through injury and he was horrendous. Um, yeah, he was bad. It's, they have the worst offensive line in the NFL by far, in my opinion. Uh their big signing. Come on, Luke man! Jokel. They got Luke Jokel. So um, that's what, <laughs> when that's your big signing. You got some issues. They lost their starting left tackle. Okay, now you got even worse. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I. This is a bad offensive line. I don't think Wilson can stay healthy. I don't think they're going to have much of a run game. And I just defense can only carry you so far. And. I don't think it's going to carry them that far this year. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch because, obviously, if they can all stay healthy, this team can easily win this division. But I just, I personally don't see it happening. So that's why I did put them in third place. So anyone that says, oh, you're an idiot for doing that, listen to my reasoning. Um, It's because Wilson is not going to be the starter the whole season. So, uh, you know, who is their backup? Even Did Austin they just Davis. Cut? They signed, ah. They got Austin Davis. They got rid of Boykin, which makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever. You know. That's. Let's move on. You got anything else for Seattle before we go? But nah. Okay. So let's let's move on to the 49ers. Uh, I obviously have them taking second in this division, and this is a team that I think could not easily win this division, but could win this division uh, again. Any team can win this division, but I think this team is a really good contender for this division. I have them at eight and eight, though, which is in second in this division. So, uh, I don't know. And what do you have them at? Yeah, I'm at six and ten. I think they're a year away still. I think Shanahan will come in this year and put his system in place, but it won't really work right away. I don't think he'll have the guys that are really set up for his system. And I think they're about six and ten. Uh, team MVP, I actually have Shanahan. Can I do that? I don't yes. know, but uh, he's my MVP <laughs> for this team. Um, I really don't think they have too much going for him outside of that from a from a key player standpoint. But um, 
I just think they're a year away still. I mean, I, I'll put them at six yeah, and tanks. That, I think they'll win some games, but I don't think they're going to really do too much noise this year. That could definitely be true, too. Uh, I had Shanahan as my MVP as well, so uh, I'll change it up. I'm going to go Carlos Hyde. I think Hyde is going to go off this year. Uh, if people remember what Shanahan did with you know Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman last year, your man is now Carlos Hyde. So anyone that playing fantasy this year, if Hyde can stay healthy... He could know. I I'm saying. Can he pass catch like those guys though? Yes. I mean, is yes, he that he kind of guy? Yes, he can. In my opinion, um, I think he could be a top three running back this year. As crazy as that sounds, uh, if he stays healthy, though, he's had trouble with it. But if this guy can remain on the field, I no doubt think he can definitely be top three, top five running back in the NFL this year in fantasy. So um, that kind of leads me to surprise player. This is a fun one. I have Brian Hoyer. Uh, I really like Hoyer in this offense. And, you know, everyone talks about how great Matt Ryan was this year. Well, you know what? Brian Hoyer, in my opinion, is not much different. Oh, God. Uh, I, I hate Matt Ryan. For anyone that's been listening, you probably know that by now. But Brian Hoyer has looked phenomenal this preseason. Uh, obviously, it's preseason. But, yeah, I don't put too much stock in preseason. No, but, You're playing a bunch of vanilla D. Exactly, but Shanahan has him in a system setting him up for success. Oh, uh, sure. He knows, he knows how to work his quarterbacks, and he knows how to utilize these guys to their strengths. So I think he's going to be a really interesting guy to watch. Um, I actually picked him up in our fantasy league. I don't know if you saw that, <laughs> but uh, I did. Yeah, I mean, I think Hoyer's good, too. I, I, I believe... If you really looked at his statistical numbers last year and the few starts that he had, they weren't that bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, he's on a terrible team, but I mean, so the wins weren't going to be there, but I mean, he's, he's a serviceable game manager for this team and that's what they need right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, But my best rookie and surprise player are Ruben Foster. I think, uh, you know, I had wrote Ruben Foster down weeks ago as my surprise player for this team. Unfortunately, he blew up in the preseason already, so he's no longer a surprise player. But well, let me, uh, the let guy me say, when, when you have a top two guy in the draft and he falls, then it is it really a surprise? I mean, you and I both knew what are these people passing on him for? Oh, he oh, could sure. be injury prone. Okay, whatever. This guy is the, maybe the best player in the draft. You know, and, yep, I think very well. I, I think he very well was. I I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And, uh, you know, I have him for best rookie as well. I'm going to change it up for you. Obviously, Solomon Thomas is going to be interesting guy to watch. But let's go a little off the path here. They just traded Vance McDonald to the Steelers for a fourth-round pick. So who's the next guy up? Our man from Iowa, George Kittle. He's a rookie. Watch him this year. They absolutely love this guy. And from what I hear, Shanahan's got plays specially made for this guy. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. I, I He's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, anyone that wants to take a long shot, maybe you're in like a 16-team fantasy league and you desperately need a tight end, maybe pick him up if you have space on your bench and throw him on there and see what he does because Shanahan might get him the ball more than we expect. So uh, just trying to change it up a little on it, on everyone. But, sure. Uh, Sure. Key additions, obviously the rookies. I think Foster and Solomon Thomas are huge uh, additions to this. Pierre Garcon, too. I mean, the thing is, I think San Francisco did such an 
awesome job this offseason that I have so many key additions because John Lynch went in there and we were, I remember you and I, we were both like, what? You know, John Lynch, this is going to be interesting to see what this guy does. And he went in and I think he's taking it almost as a player's point of view and saying, this is what we need because if I was on the field, I would want this position, this position, I need this guy in this spot. And him and Shanahan, I think, have worked well together on saying, what do you need? Let's go get it. So, I mean, as I said, those rookies, Foster, Thomas, Kittle, uh, three positions they filled right there. Wide receiver, obviously, was terrible. Um, but Pierre Garçon, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, I think one of their biggest additions is Kyle Jusic. Um, Fullback. Yes, but here's the thing Come about him. On, so here's the thing about him. So they're going to use him, I guess, like they used Tevin Coleman, from what I heard. Um, and obviously he's not Tevin Coleman, but... He's going to play fullback, wingback, tight end. They said this guy could have 60 catches this year, uh, which is crazy to me because when you think of fullback, it's like, what, you know? But they said, watch this guy because 60 catches, when I heard that, I was like, what? No, a fullback? But then I thought about it. I was like, well, if they use him like they used Coleman, I guess, then, you know, check it out. So... What do you have? <laughs> I mean, I know that's a shot in the dark, but uh, I found it interesting when I heard that. Yeah, I mean, I had Garcon as well. I think he's a good good pickup for them. I do think, though, uh, key loss for them is Malcolm Smith. I mean, clearly he tore his pec muscle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's out for the season. That's going to be a big hurt for them. But I don't really have too much else for these guys. Like I said, I think they're still a year away, and I think they'll be about 6-10 and 10 this year. Absolutely. And, and, you know, all I really have left is – wide receiver position you know they have garcon they have goodwin uh who's gonna be a three four five i think trent taylor the rookie will step up as well people don't know about this guy you need to know about this guy he's gonna be a great slot receiver uh he's like julian edelman 2.0 so uh keep an eye on him but they cut jeremy Curley, which i found interesting too so that shows how much confidence they actually have in taylor after they signed Curley to a three-year deal last year so uh, it's going to be a fun team to watch. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan is going to make them good. I, I think, again, him and Lynch work well together, and they're doing things right. Uh, and, and, again, I, I think this team could potentially win this division, health-dependent on other teams. Say Carson Palmer goes down, Wilson goes down. I think this team honestly could win this division. So, uh, move on. You know, Arizona, this is your worst team. This is my best team. So, what do you got for us? Arizona. So I'm at six and ten. Uh, I think they'll be the same record as the Niners. Uh, I think they are a one-trick pony, and his name is David Johnson. Uh, <laughs> clearly, David Johnson, I think, is the one or two best player in the league. I think you could argue maybe Le'Veon Bell, maybe Antonio Brown, but I think DJ does it all, and I think he is by far the best player on the field whenever whoever they play. I just don't think they have anybody else. I mean, Fitzgerald is, what, 47 now. I think Carson Palmer's <laughs> 57. <laughs> I think I think they lost a ton on defense. I just, I just think they're in trouble. I think DJ will somehow win them six games, and that's going to be it. <laughs> I don't so, see much else. So here's, here's my opinion on this. I have them winning this division at 9-7. and seven. So, again, a terrible record, but winning the division nonetheless. Again, David Johnson, like you just said, 
90% of that offense. Um, I know you said they lost a lot of players on defense. I agree, but I think they also had a phenomenal draft. Uh, Buda Baker is going to be an absolute stud. Uh, Hassan Reddick, again, absolute stud. So that's the middle of their defense right there. Um, I have them as my surprise player, best rookie, and key additions because I think those two are going to have such a large impact on this defense. This defense already is really good. Um, and I know you're going to say Campbell's their biggest loss. I have him as my biggest loss. Um, or you might have a different, I don't know, but I think he's a big loss. But the thing is people need to remember, uh, Kim Damshi, he is an awesome player. Uh, obviously they kind of babied him last year and they said, this is his year. This is the year he steps up and I have no doubt in my mind he can do it. So, uh, I'm excited to watch him because I loved him in college. I was hoping and praying Green Bay would draft him, and they passed him, of course. But uh, no, that's another story. But what, what do you what do you think for their key loss, and do you do you think it's replaceable? And you know, what do you think on that? Yeah, so my key loss, I did have Campbell, but I also had Jefferson. I think Jefferson going to Baltimore. Um, he kind of played that safety linebacker. Charles Woodson all over the field type role. They did sign Antoine Bethea. I think he's probably also 57 at this point, but I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I just don't, I think Tyron Matthew, they say he looks back and he's healthy, but how many knee injuries can you have before you're still healthy? I don't know. Um, I, I just, I mean, I do like Baker. I think Baker was a good draft pick for them, but I just don't, I don't know, man. I just don't see it. I think, I mean, they still have Patrick Peterson, obviously. He's top defensive back in the league, one of them at least. I just, I don't know. I don't think they have enough to, to really contend and score enough points, honestly, to win games. So Yeah, no, I totally get that. And I think a lot of it relies on Carson Palmer, obviously, which, yes, he's a quarterback. I know that. But can he stay healthy? How's his shoulder going to be? How's his hand going to be? Is he going to be able to hold on to the ball? Because when this guy's healthy... He's actually one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. If you look at his stats, he's one of the top touchdown producers, and you don't realize it. Uh, obviously, he has the man named Larry Fitzgerald, who is a freak wide receiver, and yes, he's old, but he's still doing it. He hasn't dropped off, which is crazy. I mean, obviously, he plays inside now, which I think almost benefited him. Um I think a lot of it comes down to what other wide receivers step up on this team. Can John Brown stay healthy? Uh, obviously, J.J. Nelson has some flashes last year. I think Chad Williams, the rookie, uh, is going to be an interesting guy to watch at wide receiver. For those of you that don't know about him, I think he could work his way onto the field as the season goes on. Uh, big physical wide receiver and heck of an athlete. So, uh, you know, I don't have too much to say about them. I just think... You know, we talked about Seattle, and I compare this team to Seattle because they both have really good defenses. And I think the thing that separates Arizona from Seattle, in my opinion, is they have an offensive line. And they have, D they have DJ? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And Seattle doesn't. Seattle has no one. Yeah, okay, Russell Wilson, yeah, he's a great game manager. Um, he can make some plays, but when you don't have an offensive line, it doesn't matter how good you are at making plays. Uh, you know that firsthand. I know that firsthand. For sure. Uh, For sure. 
If you don't have I think, too, another player you're forgetting about on their defense is Hassan Reddick. I mean, that's obviously I, a good draft pick they had for him, too. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They, uh, that's obviously somebody that'll be a key contributor for them that'll well, be I able think, to obviously plug in and play. I think people forget, too, that they got Chandler Jones last year. The impact that they got with him, and they obviously re-signed a huge contract, but the guy's a monster. And you have him and Deion Buchanan. Don't forget about him. He's that hybrid linebacker who's actually become one of the best in the NFL. So uh, with Matthew coming back and Patrick Peterson, I mean, your defense is solid right there. You have half the field cut off. So uh, definitely going to be an interesting division to watch, but I'm not too excited about watching them. I know you're not too excited about watching them. I don't know how many people actually are, but – it's football. It's always fun to watch. Let's be honest. So, yeah, yep, <laughs> you know, for sure. that'll kind of wrap it up with that. So, um, you know, something we normally do is obviously the update segment, but we're going to change it up for everyone. Uh, kind of add a little different dimension to this podcast for those fantasy listeners out there. Um, you know, what we want to do is we want to preview every Thursday night game. So going forward, what our goal kind of is going to be is, you know, we'll recap the games from the week before, and then we'll also preview uh, the upcoming Thursday night game. So, you know, with that, uh, then we would also, you know, when we have time, we hope to do it every week. Obviously, there's going to be weeks where we can't do it, but uh, we're going to look to try to get out, you know, Friday or Saturday to try to get some fantasy podcasts out there because, you know, you play a lot of season long. I don't play as much season long anymore. Um, I'm mainly focused on the daily now. Uh, obviously, DraftKings, I love it. I'm kind of addicted to it. Uh, so we're going to give some input to those listeners out there on, you know, maybe weekly plays, uh, you know, season long advice. Uh, this is, again, where that social media step up here. And if you have questions about fantasy players, you know, season-long, daily, whatever it is, reach out to us, tweet us, send us a message on Facebook. Uh, again, we're at XP Don Ryan. So send us something and say, you know, hey, who's who's your play this week at QB for daily? Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about it. You know, that's what we're here for. And we're really excited about these segments and doing something different for you guys and, you know, trying to get that feedback going and just really getting everyone involved again. So... Jumping into it now, we have New England Patriots versus Kansas City Chiefs. It's a great Thursday night kickoff game, in my opinion. Um, what what do you have for us? Let's, let's start with the New England Patriots. Yeah, so I think this, obviously, like you said, it's a great AFC matchup to start the year. Both teams will obviously be their first game, so kind of. I bet it starts a little slow. So, uh, But some key matchups in this game is, if you think about it, New England's offense and you know, the Chiefs' defense, two top-notch um, on both sides of the ball, I think you'll see, you know, Gronk versus Eric Berry. How's that matchup going to go? You'll see Brandon Cooks versus Marcus Peters. How's that matchup going to go? So I think you're going to see two juggernauts, one on offense, one on defense, kind of going at each other and, and seeing how we do. Um, I think some of the question marks here, obviously, for New England, who's the running back going to be? Uh, honestly, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, if you look back at all the years that they've had a running back, <laughs> LeGarrette Blunt has been obviously serviceable for them for the last couple of years, but I think this year they'll go a little more like they did when they had Shane Vereen, you know, kind of that third down back at all times almost. And uh, 
but I think those are kind of the key matchups for this game. Obviously, Tom Brady versus the entire <laughs> secondary of the Chiefs. But uh, one thing I think that will go unnoticed is how are those linebackers going to play for Kansas City? I mean, you, we've seen over the years Tom Brady's turned into, I don't want to call him a dink and dunk quarterback because obviously he's the best quarterback, no. in my opinion, of all time. But uh, he has turned into that quick release, get the ball out of your hands, Smart. wide receivers over the middle <laughs> so it'll be kind of how those kansas city chiefs linebackers play that but also i mean he's lost julian edelman for the year i mean that's his go-to over the middle guy so it'll be how does amandola step up how does chris hogan step up so that's kind of what i got for this game from a from a matchup standpoint absolutely and you know if we go fantasy side of things you know key players to watch obviously brady uh gronk cooks to be honest with you, I struggle to want to play Patriots because you don't know what they're going to do. You know, Gronk, yes, obviously he can be a top tight end of the NFL, but can he stay healthy? Can he be back to what he used to be? Is he even healthy? We don't know. Cooks, like you said, Peters is going to be on him. So do you touch him? Eh, I don't know. Uh, key fantasy plays this week, it's week one. Again, like you said, New England, you don't ever know what they're going to do. Um, no. This is one of those things I think you kind of want to see how it plays out the first couple weeks with New England. Uh, if I had to pick, I would probably play Cooks just because he's such a playmaker and he's going to give it to his offense. Well, and one big play in fantasy is, is a lot of points. So, exactly. I mean, Cooks is that big play threat. So Exactly. And he was, he was my starting wide receiver on my season long last year, and he won me the league. And, you know, it's – those couple weeks where he comes in and plays big is all you need sometimes. But, uh, you know, if sleepers, I like to throw out some sleepers. So, uh, you know, my number one sleeper for New England is actually James White, uh, homegrown Wisconsin player. Too. Obviously should have Only been. Only PPR, though. Yeah, should, exactly. Only PPR for those listening. PPR, point per reception. Don't play him in a standard league. No um, you know, he should have been the Super Bowl MVP in my truthful opinion. And but that's past. Uh James White, Chris Hogan, Dwayne Allen. So Dwayne Allen's an interesting one because they run a lot of two tight end sets. He's obviously new to this team. We don't know how they're gonna utilize him. So uh three guys I think we should keep an eye on fantasy wise. If you want to take a gamble on those, maybe on a daily, uh throw in those guys in. I actually have James White on one of my lineups because I don't do a lot of Thursday nights. I don't really like to touch those, but, uh, you know, I did one this week. So uh, I threw white on it. I said, you know, this yeah. guy PPR, it's drafting. And honestly, guys, I wouldn't pick any I wouldn't pick any New England player if it wasn't PPR. I mean, mm-hmm. all these guys' numbers are going to come from receptions, and it's exactly. – it's, you never know who's going to score a touchdown for this team. So in standard leagues, it's it's a, it's a crapshoot, to be honest with you, who's going to put the ball in the end zone. Exactly. And like you said, the running backs, we don't know who's going to be used. You know, if you look at their depth chart, they actually have Deion Lewis and James White at the top of their depth chart uh, with Gillisley and Burkhead behind them. We'd have no idea. Obviously, everyone thinks Gillisley is going to take Blunt's role. We don't know. So I think you have to wait a couple weeks before you touch this team. And honestly, if you looked at their depth chart running back a week ago, Burkhead was on top and Gillis, he was second. It's all over. Exactly. So, you know, if if you're looking to gamble, I I think if you're really looking to gamble, obviously my sleeper is White, Hogan, Allen. Cooks is, you know, the safest play, I would say. Obviously Brady for anyone that knows football. But 
I, I don't touch those guys very often. Even Brady. I mean, the Patriots, these guys don't care how they score touchdowns. I mean, they could, yep. they could, they could have four, four touchdowns, touchdowns and one running back could have each touchdown. And yep. Brady wouldn't give two craps because they'd win the game. So. Exactly. So I, I tend to not touch New England uh, unless it's a very small slate. So it, it's totally up to you guys, obviously. But uh, let's move to Kansas City. What do you have uh, on that end of things? Yeah, so I kind of said some of the matchups, obviously. But, um, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, ugh. I mean, Kareem Hunt, <laughs> yeah. I think, will be PPR only, again, good player. I think Alex Smith can only throw it 10 yards, so he's <laughs> going to be, obviously, a good good pickup for them. Um, and then Travis Kelsey, obviously, who's just a stud year in and year out. Yeah. But a sleeper for this team, I also do have Chinderick West. I think he will spell hunt quite a bit and, and he'll get those I mean, goal line carries most likely and they throw like i said alex smith can only throw it 10 yards so they throw <laughs> screens and swing passes every other play so i think they really will get uh, a lot of ppr catches and, and get some decent fantasy i'm sports. with you i'm with you and you know something interesting i have is on this to watch players to watch alex smith the reason i have him on this list is is he going to keep his job this year personally I don't think so. Um, I think they might get sick of being mediocre, and they might want to make a change. But again, this defense is going to carry this team. So, yep. some, I mean, it's all about winning games. So exactly. even if they win seventeen fourteen, he's going to keep his job because exactly. they win games. So. Unless they're losing, if unless they somehow end up zero and six, then okay, maybe it's time to switch things up. But uh, obviously, like you said, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill is uh, on my list as well. He's now the wide receiver one, and the question is, can he do it? Uh, if you look at his previous game logs, you're going to see not a lot of receptions, mainly, you know, reverses, uh, a couple catches, and he takes one to the house. He's going to be double covered this year. They don't have Macklin there anymore to take on another receiver. And obviously they still have Travis Kelsey, but definitely keep an eye on Hill. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what he actually does this year. I'm personally not going to touch him in fantasy. Um, yeah, Smith can't throw it far enough for his speed to be utilized, to be yeah, honest with yeah, you. Yeah, so I think... He's going to have to hit some wide receiver bubble screens or something to get going. Exactly. But, I mean, he does have that He does have that special teams play where he couldn't take a touchdown to the house from a punt or kick return. But, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, he, I wouldn't touch him either. He's another guy, like, I think like we just talked about with New England, where you might you might play him after week three. Because, okay, he's, this guy's getting 12 targets a game. We need to play him. Um, which, if that's the case, you're probably playing in week two. But uh, uh, my key yeah. fantasy plays Kareem Hunt again PPR. Uh, he's going to be a stud, and Travis Kelsey. I think personally in fantasy this year, Kelsey is the number one tight end in my opinion, uh, just because they don't really have those other weapons. I think Alex Smith is checkdown captain of the league. Um, Him and Sam Bradford. Yes, exactly. So Kelsey is in for a monster year, and. You know, this is one of those things they're going to have to choose. Do they want to double Kelsey or Hill? So uh, that's going to be very interesting. I think they're going to choose Hill, too, because Kelsey, they can give him the underneath five, six-yard catches rather than the let's go deep to Hill and throw a touchdown. But um, sleepers, I I don't know, Kareem Hunt maybe, I guess. I don't think he really counts as a sleeper. I think Chris Conley, for those playing like daily, if he's one of those guys where he could catch one bomb go for a touchdown. Uh, he's their number two wide receiver now. Eh, I don't know. I wouldn't really touch him, but you know, if we're looking just to get some names out there for you guys, that's that's one I would throw out there. 
Um, I think, you know, interesting notes on this whole, this whole game. I think, will this Kansas City defense be able to stop the New England offense? Um, is Kareem Hunt going to be an every down back? Things to keep an eye on. Um, which wide receiver is going to step up for New England? Which running back is going to step up? And that goes for New England and Kansas City. So, uh, definitely going to be fun to watch. So, that takes me to who's going to win, Don? Um, I mean, all that being said, I think Tom Brady's Tom Brady. And he's going to get it done eventually. So, I got Pats 24-17. I think it'll stay low scoring just because it's the first game of the year. Each team will go slow on the beginning trying to feel each other out. And honestly, I just... I think the two good sides of each team are going to be going against each other. So good offense versus good defense and a mediocre offense against a mediocre defense. And I just think it'll stay low scoring. Absolutely. That's pretty close to me. I have 27, 13 new England uh, and pretty much for the same reasons. I I just don't know if Kansas city can score more than 13 points because (laughs) I I could be completely wrong. Again, I could be, Um, I just don't, know if their wide receivers are good enough and i think that's going to impact yeah. them i mean and two you got to think about it there were those wide receivers against malcolm butler and stefan gilmore i mean mm-hmm. those are two seasoned corners so exactly and, and it'll be interesting to watch but uh, you know a fun one it's it's week one tomorrow and that's that's awesome i love it football so that excited. counts oh exactly so let's get it started everyone and we are excited so what else you got for us? Uh, nothing. Just lastly, a word from our sponsor, so Mad Town Lures. For all our fishing listeners out there, check out Mad Town Lures. Our man Adam has some of the best fishing lures in the game to help you catch that trophy fish. You'll find his products at some of your favorite retailers. To see where you can purchase Mad Town Lures, visit his website. That's linked in the podcast summary below, www.madtownlures.com. And then Elevated Insurance, so insurance done differently. Instead of getting your quote and moving on, their pride is understanding and helping you achieve your own unique goals. Supporting the community and building the right insurance solution for you. Elevated Insurance, insured differently. And that's www.elevatedins.com. And again, thank you to our sponsors. We love having you. Uh, anybody else that you know wants to sponsor our podcast, please reach out to us via social media. And um, again, we just, we just appreciate the support from you guys. Absolutely. And again, we can't do it without you guys. So we really do appreciate it. We love it. Um, anyone looking for the, those things to help out, get help out, reach out to them. That's what they're there for. Uh, so upcoming for our next episode. So next one is going to be our weekly fantasy preview. So those fantasy lovers out there, stay tuned. It's coming. We are going to blow you up with some fantasy news. We're going to go game by game, position by position. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited to talk about it. I'm going to talk about my plays for Kings this week. Uh, Don's going to talk about his plays for a season long. Uh, We're going to give you a little bit of everything. So stay tuned. Tune in. Again, thank you guys all for listening every single time. We appreciate it. We love having you guys. So thank you, and we will talk to you later. Yep, see you guys.